Jackers. What is going on, everyone, and welcome to Rec Talk. I uh, apologize for getting the video out late uh, Wednesday instead of Tuesday. Currently in the process of moving, have a ton of stuff going on, so I'm actually recording this uh, fairly late. But I appreciate you tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about the offensive line. Um, and there's a lot to talk about there. Um, but before we get into that, if you like the hat I'm wearing uh, or the cup I have here, uh, we have merchandise. There's a link uh, for that in the description of the video. If you'd like uh, the content you see and want to support the show, there's a PayPal link and a uh, cash app link in the description of the video as well. But let's get into it. So first, obviously, what are we losing on the offensive line? And there's um, some things that sting here. So Pierce Quick um, does have eligibility left. Uh, it came out uh, like two months ago that he's actually retiring from football. I think he's going back to Alabama to finish his degree up there. Kind of um, – I'm never going to dog a kid. I don't know what's going on, why he's retiring from football, and I hope him the absolute best. But it is kind of a head-scratching uh, thing. I don't really know what's going on there, but again, wish him the best. But he did start at left guard, so we're losing uh, a starter there. And then two players that hurt at reserve that we're losing, um, <laughs> his backup, Paula Viapola, uh, I'm sure I'm butchering that name, uh, transfers. He's part of the 2019 class, transfers to North Texas. Um, so we lose both our left guard, starting left guard in Pierce Quick, and his backup reserve in uh, Viapulu. Now the other kid that hurts is backup tackle Wing Green. He's six foot seven. Um, was number two in the depth chart at right tackle. He was part of the 2020 class. Now, he um, hasn't been listed as transferring anywhere. I just don't see him listed on this year's roster. So it could have been a situation where we're just looking at um, bringing more people in. Uh, maybe there was a conversation between him and Key, and he decided to um, – part ways with the team I have no idea again I just know he's not listed on the roster now other kids um I see that we are uh that are not on this year's roster that were on last year's Michael Mays offensive guard part of the 2018 class um Cade Coots ah uh, my, my god this name uh this name's a disaster guys uh Cade Coots he was part of the 20 20 class guard no longer on the roster and Bobby Mooney six foot seven tackle part of last year 2022 class um, don't see him on the roster either so let's get into um, you know who's gonna have a starting role what the concerns are here um, so we'll start at tackle obviously Weston Franklin is going to be uh, starting. Oh, I also didn't mention um, that Lay um, graduated, so we lose uh, backup center as well. Or, the, I mean, really him and Franklin both swapped. Both got a good bit of playing time at center. Uh, Weston Franklin, one of the few upperclassmen on this offensive line. He's a true junior, six foot four, 316 pounds. Um, this is going to be the cornerstone of the offensive line. I mean, obviously center is, you know, the corner of the offensive line in the same way that like the Mike linebacker is that for the defense. 
Um, you know, they're generally the ones that make uh, the important calls on that offensive line. Um, he is the probably the most experienced person on the offensive line, and uh, it's going to be very important for him to have uh, a really good season uh, leading this offensive line. And I would look for Weston Franklin to have really step up and fill into that role nicely. Now, behind him, uh, tough to say. Um, you know, obviously, Lay uh, graduating. We did, from what I see, and it's tough. Like on a roster, that a lot of times they don't they just list them as an offensive lineman. So it's kind of hard for me to see who we have playing center. Gabe Fortson, uh, who was the highest rated recruit in last year's class uh, out of North Cobb, six foot three, two hundred eighty five, All State seven A player. I assume he's going to uh, get point, some playing time along with true freshman Patrick Screws, six foot six, three hundred fifteen pounds out of you fall to Alabama. I'm sure there's another person that's not uh, a true freshman just stepped on campus yesterday that we have at center. Um, but I that's not going to be clear to me until we release a depth chart going into the Louisville game. But, um, you know, this is our most experienced position with Weston Franklin, but probably the one with the most depth issues. Um all right, let's look at tackles. Um, Jakiah Leftwich, a uh, kid out of Westlake, um, will start at right tackle, um, assuming everything, you know, the same people that started at the end of last year start at the beginning of this year. Big kid, six foot six, 311 pounds. Um, didn't um, begin the year at a starting role, but ended the year at a starting role with us. Um, he's a redshirt sophomore. Um, so another one of the more experienced linemen, but again, just because he's more experienced, um, he's still, you know, got a lot of football left to play. Uh, Corey Robinson, the second, I would assume starts, um, at left tackle six foot five, 294 pounds kid out of Roswell, uh, Georgia. Now he began his collegiate career at Kansas transfers, uh, in 2021 from Kansas to Georgia tech. He's a three-star Ended the year starting at left tackle. I would assume uh, that's going to be the case this year, too. I don't remember if I said he's a redshirt sophomore, um, but, I'll, yeah, he's a redshirt sophomore. So both uh, tackles, underclassmen, most likely starting uh, this season. Um, now, as far as reserve, um, this is interesting. Uh, Tyler Gibson, redshirt freshman. This actually was a kid who was rated a four-star on Rivals. Um, six foot five, 301 pounds. I would think he gets rotated in quite a bit. And is it possible that he might actually work his way into a starting role? Um, definitely. That's what he's going to be working toward. Uh, be interesting to see, but, uh, definitely keep in mind Tyler Gibson. Uh, now the other kid, and this is in interesting, uh, the kid who transferred from Clemson, Paul Chio, I'm going to, I'm sure I'm, butchering his name and it's been pronounced correctly uh many other places redshirt sophomore kid that was a four-star actually started um for a game or two at clemson transfers uh to georgia tech he's six foot five 314 pounds he's a kid that can really play both the inside and outside so he can play the guard he can play the tackle um, I would think, uh, redshirt sophomore, by the way, I would think um, this is a guy that's just going to be plugged in wherever 
uh, is needed. Now, he's a guy that really hasn't lived up to that potential, uh, that four-star billing um, since he's transferred to Tech, um, but that's something I'm sure that's going to get ironed out, and this is a kid also that's going to get a lot of playing time. And he might actually end up starting at left guard. I, in fact, I would think uh, there's a good possibility he does, um, but we'll get into that when we get into the guards. Uh, so let's get into the guards. Uh, right guard, um, Jordan Williams uh, started there last year. He is the only uh, other uh, upperclassman uh, that will probably be starting on this offensive line. So out of the five, we only have two uh, upperclassmen. Um, Jordan Williams, six foot six, three hundred and twelve pounds, out of Gainesville, Georgia. Uh, a kid that's really, I think, played well, uh, especially. Um, being an underclassman the past two years. Uh, big contributor, look for him um, to play well this year. And we, uh, I said we only have two um, upperclassmen. Other kid we have, this. Uh, let's talk about the kid that transferred from Princeton. Uh, Connor Scaglione, uh, redshirt senior. Uh, he's a grad transfer, only has one year of eligibility left. Uh, six foot four, 305 pounds. Played at 31 games at Princeton. And I, his cousin, um, or not a cousin, a family member has played for the Bengals like in, in the 70s. Um, so it comes from a cool pedigree. Yes, he would be by far the most experienced guy. And I would think he probably ends up starting at left guard. Um, but there's always kind of a caveat with that when you're coming into an entirely new system. And not only is he coming into an entirely new system, he's coming in to a team that's installing its own entirely new system, right? So this is new to Tech. It's new to him. Uh, it's not something that we can just assume you can just plug this kid in with a bunch of experience, start him at left guard, and everything's going to come off great. Um, so I do think he probably ends up starting at left guard, uh, Jordan Williams at right guard. Um, now backups, and admittedly I looked at the From the Rumble Seat article uh, on the offensive line preview. I, I've, I ha This is the first time I've done that just because I don't want to kind of poison the well in my mind with what I'm going to say. Um, anyways, full credit to them if any of this sounds familiar in structure or cadence. Um, that would be why. But um, Brandon Best, redshirt freshman, I'm sure we'll get um, some playing time. Three-star, a kid that's six foot four, 311 pounds at guard. Um, look for him. And um, a guy that I am the most excited about, the guy that I'm the highest on, that I'm the biggest cheerleader for this season, uh, Joe Fusel, redshirt sophomore, six foot six, 316 pounds, kid that uh, really worked his tail off into um, a reserve uh, role at guard last year. Um, really reminds me of kids that like are overlooked. Um, like I'm trying to think of some linemen uh, like that. Shaq Mason, you know, kind of reminds me of like a, a Shaq Mason and kind of what he's done. Uh, look, I would be so, and I think it's absolutely possible. I would be thrilled at like if he could work his way into um, the starting lineup toward the end of the year, maybe at, at, at right guard or left guard. I think that would be awesome. Um, but he's definitely going to get a considerable amount of playing time in a, in a reserve role. Look out for Joe uh, Fusel. And also went through some pretty um, pretty rough stuff personally uh, last season. So with that being said, uh, first of all, I'll just recap who's, who's starting where. Um, at center, 
Obviously, Weston Franklin Jr. will be starting at center. Um, Ja'Kiah Leftwich at right tackle. Um, Corey Robinson the second left. I mean, one might be at left tackle, one right tackle. They'll both start at tackle. Um, Jordan Williams at right guard. Most likely, if you know, I don't know why you'd bring in a kid with one year eligibility and not play him unless he just gets on campus and doesn't uh, practice or play well. But Connor Scaglione at left guard. Um, so high level points here, or in conclusion, I guess. This is a very young offensive line group. Um, we've lost, you know, key starters in Pierce Quick and key reserves in uh, Viapulu and Wing Green, and that's going to be difficult for us to replace in, in production, especially with an offensive line group that has really struggled. I mean, they, there there have been moments where we've we I think we've really done well like in the North Carolina Pitt Duke game last year. Um, but there you know, we kinda haven't been able to get it all in the same place and consistent, you know. So that'll be the biggest thing leading into the season is really uh, melding the chemistry between um, these players where, you know, a lot of them are gonna be in the in a starting role for the first time. The kid from Princeton, you know, being on campus for the first time. Um, it's going to be tough. Only, and I'll tell you how young we are at offensive line. Only four of the sixteen offensive linemen we have on roster are upperclassmen. So twenty-five percent of the of the people we have on roster are upperclassmen. Seventy-five percent underclassmen. So uh, that's rough for this year. Now that's going to be that's that's going to be nice, you know, being more senior heavy and experience uh, laden leading into uh, following years. It's going to be tough this year, though. So what would I rate us last year? So 2023, I would have rated our offensive line play probably a C minus just because of the consistency issues. And it was really the tale of two um seasons last year with all of these position groups which is what kind of makes it difficult to rate i guess on a letter grade but i would probably rate it a c minus uh now going into this season you know we've brought some people in oh by the way who we haven't uh talked about is who's going to be coaching them that and that's the other tough thing is not only do we have a lot of people um you know, are we young, but we have a brand new offensive line coach? Now, obviously, Brent Key is an offensive line uh, guy, you know, was incredibly successful at Central Florida and Alabama, has two national title rings, put that on our uh, national title ring ticker. Um, but, you know, not, I don't know a lot about Jeep Wade. There are some things that uh, concern me with him. I mean, he kind of seems to be a guy that doesn't stay anywhere for more than a year or two. Um, and just looking at his bio, um, he's been to uh, UT Martin, Eastern Carolina, um, like uh, Middle Tennessee State. Uh, obviously, he just came from App State. And if you look at App State's um, stats last year, like they were a top 25 offense. So there's some things to be excited about with that. And it did seem like their offensive line played very well last year. This is the first time Jeep Wade will have will step into a power five, um, or not not a power five, but 
because because now uh well yeah power five role uh, i was thinking division one versus power five but yeah first time he's been in a power five conference role um my opinion on this you know up to this point has just been i trust uh brent key i think brent key um is an excellent offensive line coach i think he's top of the country like top of that position group coaching wise in the country um you know there's some people that would disagree with that i'm just you know ask law tide you know I, those are the best offensive lines that 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 alabama's ever had and i think he was hamstrung by a lot of stuff uh from the previous uh coach so you know i don't know much about jeep wade uh, again we'll have to see uh, this season but getting back to what would i rate this position group last year probably a c minus uh, I would probably rate it a C minus because of the you know the consistency issues. But we really struggled um, with down the field passing just because we could not give the quarterback enough time, uh, you know, for a lot of games last year. Now this year, um, man, there is a ton of question marks just with the lack of experience, brand new position coach, uh, bringing in some transfers to kind of patch things in. I would probably say we take a full letter grade up uh, to a B minus this year in offensive line. I do think the offensive line play is going to be, you know, much improved from last year. And that's probably the minimum. Like if the minimum our offensive line would have to grade out as a group over the season to like make a bowler better is probably a B minus. And this is the most important position group you know, to take a step up in production and play uh, on the whole team. I don't think there's a more important, uh, other than maybe quarterback. Um, but as far as what needs to show the most improvement, it's absolutely the offensive line. If you're going to sustain success over a season, um, you've got to have very good offensive line play. Um, and we'll see, you know. I I'm excited about it. Um, I think – we're going to see probably the best offensive line play we've seen um, in some time. I mean, that's kind of a given with what <laughs> what we've had uh, up to this point. But, um, yeah, you guys tell me what you think. Um, you know, what do you expect from the offensive line this year? Are you high on it? Are, are you kind of like me where you're like uh, very cautiously uh, optimistic um, either way, uh, by the way, if you're not a member of the channel, uh, a lot of these videos I do are suggestions by channel members. Uh, shout out to Mike Doug and uh, T Branch, who are two members. Uh, become a member, you get custom emojis for the live shows. The live shows are awesome. Uh, if you're not watching those, you should. And uh, you get to make video suggestions, and we're going to do uh, some merchandise giveaway before uh, first game in September. With that, y'all have a great one, and I will see you Friday.